When I look in the mirror, I don't see wrinkles. When I look in the mirror, I see hair on my head, not my shoulder. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the fountain of truth, the fountain of truth about aging. And you know that in the past five years, we've tried to be topical when something is happening in the world that specifically regards the older adult. We've celebrated together the International Day of Older Persons. We've looked at the impact of the environment on older persons. We've traveled together, at least virtually, to UNESCO sites that dealt with older persons, and we've worked with people at the World Health Organization. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we've done anything as important. Uh, Perhaps since I've been on the air, which is 1988, ugh, uh, than we're doing right now. And that is we're bringing you information from HelpAge. We'll be speaking with Cindy Cox-Rowan, the CEO of HealthAge USA. We'll be speaking with Susanna Flood, the head of global communications for HelpAge. You know that there are two organizations, one in the UK, uh, one uh, in Washington, D.C. And they are really on the front lines of understanding what's going on in the Ukraine with regard to the older adult And I will give you one astonishing statistic. 32% of the folks, these are real people, who are being impacted by the Ukraine situation are people over the age of 60. And the help age is on the ground. So as we explain this to you, because many of you want to know what you could do about it, that's really what this show is about. It's about doing, not just telling. Uh, let me introduce to you Cindy Cox Roman, the CEO of HelpAge USA, just to tell us a little bit about HelpAge and set the stage with, so that we can understand better what you're doing in the Ukraine. Thank you, Adrian. Uh, HelpAge USA um, advances the well-being and inclusion of older people around the world. We work in the U.S. and with our HelpAge Global Network partners in over 80 countries to ensure that the contributions of all older people are recognized and they have the right to a healthy, safe, and secure life. And HelpAge USA was started in 2009 as a member of the HelpAge Global Network. HelpAge International is the U.K.-based secretariat to the HelpAge Global Network, of which HelpAge USA is a part of. Uh, and we have a shared mission to improve the well-being, enhance the dignity, and, and, and amplify the voices of older people. So That's I will tell you, I'm going to give you a personal endorsement here. Uh, many of my listeners know that I am a committee member on the Communications Committee of the NGO on Aging at the United mm-hmm. Nations. And we put out a newsletter, too, for the first time. A uh, little hint, it's only $35 to become a member <laughs> of the NGO on Aging. So go to our <laughs> website. But... We know what HelpAge does, and it is one of the most astonishing organizations because it actually does something, not just say something. And that's why of all the organizations uh, reaching out for donations for the Ukraine situation, HelpAge is the one that's on this show. Uh, I've seen personally what they do. So now let me go ahead and say hello to Susanna Flood. Now she's head of global communications, and she leads HelpAge Global outreach, the overseeing of the media relationships, folks like me, and she really knows how to explain things to you. So, Susanna, what I'd really like you to do is explain what HelpAge is doing specifically in the Ukraine. And then I will ask you 
to tell people loud and proud how they can help. Sure. So in the Ukraine, it's we've been there since 2014. Um, we responded to the conflict that happened then. And we set up a line of program around what was called the line of conflict, which was the border area between the government controlled areas in Ukraine and the non-government controlled areas. And what happened in that conflict is many people fled. They had to leave. They relocated to other urban areas. And we ended up with a community of older people who were abandoned, isolated and really needed support so we stepped up and got a program together and we've got an amazing program on the ground that's been running since 2014 with a network of staff and volunteers who provide really active outreach to older people in the community whether that's providing them with medication with access supporting them in access to pensions to health care or just giving them emotional support keeping them part of a community keeping them connected and this has been such an important body of work that we've been doing now since that last conflict and suddenly we're finding ourselves with our colleagues in an area where their fighting is quite intense and um, trying our best to keep up the outreach and the networking with older people who might be feeling abandoned or isolated through this conflict. Now we're going to talk about that isolation but before we do how can people donate? Is there a simple website that they could go to? I'm going to refer that one to Cindy, if I may, as um, she's been. Sure. Cindy, how can we help? We, we, yes. We're yes. ready. Yes, help. good. People can go right now to helpageusa.org, so www.helpageusa.org, and click on the Donate button on the front page where we have a um, homepage uh, article about Ukraine and what we're doing there. So that is the best way. Go to www org and make a contribution there. And we I'm greatly going to go, appreciate it. That's wonderful. We'll be repeating that several times. We'll have that on the front page of our uh, website, adrianberg.com. And uh, after I go back to Susanna to ask her another question, uh, I want to tell you I'm going to bribe you. Yes, my whole audience. I'm bribing my entire <laughs> audience to go and make a donation. You'll hear about that bribe in a moment. But Suzanne, I wanted to ask you a question here. And I want to bring this, I'm actually going to ask you both, but we'll start with Susanna. I want to bring this home. We talk about care for our older loved ones here. And one of the major things people have problems with, if they're caregivers, is getting their older parents to move from their home and go to some sort of a fancy assisted living, that sort of thing. We talk about that all this time. We say, why won't mama listen to me? Well, you've got a statistic here that really chills me. It says 99% of those who are older do not want to be evacuated from their homes. I could feel that. I could feel how older adults here, privileged older adults, don't want to leave for a beautiful community. Imagine what it must be like to be under siege and want to stay in place while the younger folks are leaving and are capable of leaving. How are you handling that? What what are you doing with regard to that? Are you seeing that? Because it seems like you are seeing that particular problem with the older adult. It's something we know from what happened before. As I started back in 2014, and people, the older people do stay at home. We can't 
that survey doesn't give us the reasons why. We didn't delve into the exact reasons why they were staying at home. But we know that older people have difficulties escaping or avoiding the fighting. We know that it can make them become separated from their families and that leads to social exclusion. We know that this that warfare where those of us who are able might jump in a car and head to the border, this isn't always an option for you if you're an older person who might not have the means to do it financially or they might not have the physical mobility to do it. And the, the long-term consequences of that isolation are dreadful and something that we really try to keep in touch with and try to build with people and make sure that they don't feel completely abandoned. And I'm in awe of my colleagues right now who are in eastern Ukraine and are still working hard to keep up the contact with the people that they've been working with for years. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about who is working with you uh, so that we can honor them and understand what they're doing. And before we do that, I'm just going to, for one second, Cindy, give everybody that website one more time. Thank you. www.helpageusa.org. And for everybody else, of course, it's going to be on adrienberg.com and so that you can get it there if you don't have your pencil and paper. But, you know, you can Google help age. It's really an easy, an easy thing to remember, even if you're driving while listening. When we come back, we're going to talk about what is happening there, Uh, some insights that both Cindy and Susanna have with regard to this Ukraine situation. And the issue, too, uh, from their survey, that about 12% or 13% of the folks we're talking about are not only over a certain age, but they're also disabled. So we're really talking about a population that we would like to serve. Don't you guys go anywhere. All of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. da 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 You may think that I'm full of it, And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. Just a little bit of housekeeping on March 23rd, coming right up. Uh, and that is noon Pacific time, 3 o'clock um, Eastern time. We will be doing a one and a half hour free webinar, which you can uh, go to Eventbrite and you can register. You can go to adrienberg.com and you can get the link there for registration. It is called Three Keys to Successful Aging. Age joyfully and fearlessly. And if you didn't know this, cognitively, a person cannot be fearful and joyful at the same time. So you actually can replace fear with joy. It is one of the few two emotions that you cannot hold simultaneously. And we're going to take a deep dive into how you can do that about your own aging, your fears of aging, and what it does for you when it comes to your own health, your own wealth, believe it or not, and also your life purpose when you transform those feelings from fear to joy. All right, so it's going to be wonderful. It's on Eventbrite. Uh, if you have a pencil and paper, it's three. Uh, it's uh, The tiny URL is three keys uh, registration, three keys registration. But please take a look at our website, and you will get all the information on that and adrianberg.com. Right, now, 
Uh, let's get back. We are talking about what's going on in the Ukraine with 32% of the folks who are over 60 and are very likely under siege right now. Uh, 12 or 13% are also disabled. We're speaking with Cindy Cox Roman, the CEO of HelpAge USA. We also have HelpAge International working on this. We have Susanna Flood, head of global communications for HelpAge uh, Global. And they're explaining to you how you can help, why you should help, and the great difficulty that the older adult, and we're talking about a lot of people, have in escaping and often getting separated from their young families. But, uh, Cindy, let's let's take a look at this. There are other groups working with you or your own people on the ground. Who are they and what are they observing here? Right this moment, you, you've been working since 2014 in the Ukraine. But this moment, what are they sending back to you as signals of what's happening? Thanks, Susanna. I'm going to hand that over to Susanna, who has the latest on who we're working with on the ground. Right. Sure. Uh, Susan, yeah, and Susanna, you also mentioned to me during the break about your other work with regard to the refugees. So mm-hmm. first, who are you working with on the ground, and then we're going to talk about the, your refugee work. Um, as I mentioned, HelpAge has its own office in Ukraine, and that's something we established in response to the last conflict. But we're part of the way we work is we also work with our partners. So at the moment, we're working with a partner in Kiev and helping them to do outreach to people also impacted in Kiev and not just relying on what's focusing on what's happening in eastern Ukraine. So it's about partner work and people who are also experts in this issue. We don't know everything. We work with the other people who are experts on what older people need, and we give them the power to reach out and response. On top of that, we've had an office in Moldova for years. And Moldova is one of these countries that probably nobody had even heard of a few weeks ago. But we've been working there with the older community for some time, doing all sorts of different work. And now my colleagues there have scaled up and are starting to deliver a refugee response. This is for older refugees and what their specific needs are coming across the border. But it's for all the communities of people coming across the border, because this is not a conflict that's singling any any one group out. So we want to support the older refugees and the communities they're part of. So they're scaling up there. We have a partner in Poland, We're also looking at what we need to do in Poland and how we can deliver a response to the massive influx of people arriving in Poland. Every day, people are pouring over those borders. And we want to be there to be able to meet them, to make sure that they've got food and water they've got clothes it's minus two degrees in Moldova it's bitterly bitterly cold and people are traveling in difficult circumstances to get to that border we want to give them a safe refuge when they're there we want to make sure that they're getting the supplies they need and the older people can get access to medications they'll have access to cash they'll have access to food all the things they need to do to help them survive whether they're staying in Moldova or traveling onwards to other countries um, further afield. That's wonderful. Now I will throw back to Cindy to do two things. One, the website again. But then I want to ask you a question. Um, You know, we just heard Susanna use the word refugee. I would wager that in the background of every single person listening here who's in the United States and the UK, there is a refugee. Their grandparents, their great-grandparents, their great-great-grandparents, just a few would say no. Nobody came over from somewhere else, and that's why I'm here and alive today. So I'm very, very interested to know, good or bad, I didn't ask you this question, I didn't prepare you for this, Cindy. How is the U.S. stepping up to the plate? Have you seen the donations coming in, and are we stepping up to the plate? So first, how can we make those donations, and two, what are you seeing at HelpAge? 
Thanks. So the website again is www.helpageusa.org and that's H-E-L-P-A-G-E-U-S-A.org where people can make a donation. Thank you. I would say Americans are stepping up in a big way. Um, I think not only is there a large Ukrainian American population here, but as you pointed out, many people here are essentially refugees or from another country originally. I think that there is, you know, between the, the high profile nature of this crisis um, and um, the pictures are in the news, particularly when it comes to older people, older people in shopping carts, older people lying down on buses, the interviews are just absolutely heartbreaking and riveting. So there is a high level of interest, and we have certainly see, um, seen a, a very strong level of donations to Help Age USA, which is very gratifying, uh, whether it's employees at a wide number of companies who are hearing about the work that we're doing, or whether it's people who are one way or another finding about, out about the fact that we are actually one of the few um, INGOs or international nonprofit organizations that have been in Ukraine on the ground since 2014. And we're one of only five um, nonprofits that are working with the um, UN High Commissioner on Refugees uh, to um, support uh, the refugee movement. So we do have a unique, uh, uh, we're uniquely positioned to respond and, and people are hearing about that. I think in general, there has been a strong level of donations to support this. Um, the U.S. government is also not only had the, did USAID fund our program um, in Ukraine since 2014, but it also is continuing to devote a lot of it through the U.N., a high level of support for our work there. Uh, I would just add, um, Adrian, that we do just have some hot off the press uh, rapid needs assessment, as we call it, of older refugees in Moldova. And some of the findings are, are quite compelling. Um, there's an opportunity to share. Well, that, it certainly is because what we are really interested in is everything you're saying plus to get this this eye view of what's happening. Uh, I, yeah. I have to say with great regret as a member of the press that we are less and less credible as every day goes by. Mm-hmm. And more and more credibility is the average citizen who posts something on Instagram. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. Honest, honestly, listen. So the fact that you have this breaking information is gold for us. Uh, what are you seeing? Well, with the refugee situation, a few things stand out among the different um, survey findings. Um, one is that among the older people that we interviewed, and we define older as 60 plus years of age, one out of four who went to Moldova don't know if they're going to stay there. There's no plan, which highlights the chaos and uncertainty that many refugees face. The other interesting statistic, um, Adrian, that gets back to something you talked about earlier is that two thirds of older people are traveling with, with children. Mm. And as often happens, most men under 60 have remained in Ukraine um, or been conscripted into the army. Right, so older people are increasingly playing um, a big role in providing care to children. Sort of another poignant thing is that 10% of those interviewed are traveling, traveling alone. These are older people traveling alone. They, they face particular risks. Not only has this crisis separated families since the time it broke out in 2014, but you know the, the events since the 24th of February have really just completely um, a, you know, sort of set a very different dynamic to what's happening there. To what's going so on. high risk, chaos, a lot of distress. I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine the chaos. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some good news. What is happening with the dollars? And you gave us some very good news, and we feel proud about the dollars that are coming in. How you 
use them, how you distribute them. We'll ask that of Suzanne, and we'll ask that of you, because I think people want to be sure that where their dollars are going will really have an impact, whether it's 50 cents or 50 million. Don't you guys go anywhere. All of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adrienne Berger, and this is Generation Bowl, the Fountain of Truth, the Fountain of Truth about aging. And today we are looking at something very specific. We are making a clear appeal. There's no, you know, not, not making any of uh, waivers of what we're saying here. We're asking you loud and proud outright to help the older adults in the Ukraine through donating to Help Age and their global network. But there's a subtext here that I think is extremely important for aging in general. Uh, And that is older adults here and in the UK and other areas that we, we speak to do give money. We are philanthropists at heart. What we were able to do with our bodies and our, our, uh, during our college years and our high school years and our working years has turned in very frequently into donations. And we're really uh, clear and careful as to where we give our money. But we also get rewarded back. Uh, Every survey shows that for every dollar you give to others, you get back in better health, better aging, better feelings, double, triple, quadruple. So we want to give. It's good for us. Philanthropy pays for us. But where are the dollars going? Now, we have with us today Cindy Cox-Roman, CEO of HelpAge USA, Susanna Flood, head of uh, global communications, USA, uh, uh, and international HelpAge. So I want to paint a picture for both you of you, Cindy and Susanna, and my audience. Here's what we often see. We often see in the middle of the night, children with deformities, children who ha- are hungry, older adults or with bandanas over their head shivering in a corner. In other words, really emotion-kicking ads on television. And then a spokesperson will come on and ask for money, and the next thing you hear are journalistic ads saying that all of the food that was given to in Rwanda was taken by a corrupt government or some other deflection of what we were hoping would happen with our payments. I personally went through some of this uh, in bringing 2,000 pounds of food to Haiti during their crisis and still wonder what happened to it, right? So we've been around. My audience has been around for a while. But this will not happen with health, uh, with help age. Uh, we'll start with Susanna. How does that money flow? And why are you such good stewards? You are very good stewards of the donated dollar, which is why I, I asked you particularly to be on today. Give us a little picture of that. Well, we believe we value every dollar, every cent that is donated to us. And our job is to use this to improve the lives, the well-being, the dignity of older people. Older people are not 
victims. They're not people who should be portrayed in a negative way. These are people who bring expertise and importance and, and knowledge to the world. And we want them to live out their final days wherever they are in the world in dignity. We have very strict audit measures in place and we follow up carefully on every penny that we spend to make sure that it's responsibly accounted for and clearly articulated at the start of a crisis. And Cindy can talk more about how we're articulating the needs of this one. But the start of a crisis, we spell out what we're needing. We spell out what difference that money will make. And it can be it can range, as I say, I talked about the cold temperatures, making sure people are able to keep themselves warm, making sure people are able to feed themselves. It can be as simple as giving people cash donations so that they have their own agency because people aren't victims. They should be able to be able to buy their own things and live with in a respectful way. And that's all the sort of things that we do to make a difference. But we make sure we've got the audit trails and the accountability of everything that we spend so that we can share this with our donors and be transparent about this. So this is so important to all of us. And uh, let me throw this uh, back to Cindy to, again, give the website. And then I want to talk to you about something very interesting, and that is the issue of technology. You'll see what I mean, Cindy. But first, give everybody a way that they can so safely and so uh, confidently donate through HelpAge. Thank you, Adrian. So our website is www.helpageusa.org, and that's spelled H E L P. A-G-E-U-S-A dot org. Now, you, you mentioned, we, and Susanna was giving some other organizations and so on, you mentioned that you work with other organizations. And in a report that you've made on the older people in crisis in the Ukraine, uh, I was very interested in the way HelpAge uh, is coordinating with UNHRC, uh, I think it's UNHRC, participating in... HCR, a- yeah. HCR. <laughs> Let me see. UNHCR are participating. One of the things they do is Age and Disability Technical Working Group, Water, Sanitation, Hygiene, Cash Working Group in Moldova, which Susanna just mentioned a little bit about. Um, But I want to ask, in all of this and in what you do too, is there a technology component? And let me explain what I mean. Food, water, these are the essentials for living. But getting the news and knowing what's going on around them, the technology, whether it's through a cell phone or a computer, um, and not being in the dark about what's happening during this chaotic crisis could be a very comforting thing. But we are not really sure if particularly the older adult or even anybody has access to all this because we hear so much about um, the internet going down and so on. What do you see there and is HelpAge involved in this at all? It may not be. I, I did not ask you this question, so I'm not sure. I'm extremely curious about this. My under- it's such an important question, Adrian, because it's all about the communication now and um, new technology and old technology. Um, my understanding is that in the eastern part of Ukraine, the tech, the internet services, et cetera, are very compromised. Of course, many older people have never had internet mm-hmm. access or been consumers of you know online news, et cetera. But still, my understanding is that it's compromised. However, in other parts of the country, for example, in the West, that there is a free flow of information. One thing that we are doing to communicate with older people in the eastern part of Ukraine that we have been working for since 2014, the nearly 5,000 older people, is through the telephone, right? So that can mm-hmm. still be happening. And it's incredibly important, actually, because many adults need psych- what we call psychosocial support. They're traumatized. 
And so the um, there's a, a sort of a hotline number and ongoing phone calls to be able to provide that support to older people. But this is something we'll continue to monitor and you know be concerned about is that flow of, of communication. Well, you know, this is something that, that I'm very interested in. And again, the dollars go for that so that just imagine being in a chaotic situation and having your lines of communication, family, news cut off. It's almost unimaginable mm-hmm. in this day when all we are doing is getting hit and bombarded by information. Now, I want to go back to basics for just one minute before we, we end this segment to Susanna. I'm not so sure people know what an NGO is mm-hmm. uh, or an international NGO in general. I think they ought to know this. So give us the, your, your great global communications succinct explanation of what is an NGO and an international NGO. Sure, non-governmental organization. So there's two ways of looking at this. What does the title mean, non-governmental? It means we are wholly independent. We are partisan. We don't take sides. We haven't got a position on the, in this conflict as to who's in the right, who's in the wrong. We are a partisan, independent organization whose job is to deliver benefits and make positive changes in people's lives. In our case, it's the focus on older people and what we can do to improve older people. We don't take a judgment stance. We don't have any political affiliation. We're just here to work for our mission to improve the dignity, well-being and lives of older people wherever they are in the world in whatever way we can do we want to ensure their voices are heard we want to ensure that ensure that they live are respected and that they have active participation so that's the key things about ngos we're there we're on the ground we're able to deliver response well, that's in the case that's wonderful. in the case of Albany, we're with partners too and so that's the difference that's what we're able to do so this is wonderful because people don't know, and this is what makes it so enticing for myself as a journalist who is not political. I do my best. I have my own politics, but I do not impose it in any way. Uh, and the only thing that we are against is ageism in any form from anyone. Other than that, we don't have a platform. Here, here. Here, here. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit uh, on a little bit of a different level here with regard to what Help Age is doing in other areas and the fact that there is a convention, which really means a treaty out there, that has not been approved, including by the United States, for age equity and what we may be able to do about that and why it might be necessary. Don't you guys go anywhere. Full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit. Cause I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da da da. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth, the Fountain of Truth about aging. And uh, two pieces of information for you. Uh, we do have our latest book out, The Retirement Income Explosion. It's really full of surprises, actually, on how you can increase your income without working. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't take any effort. There's no such thing as that. This free money business is, you know, I can't use the word. The fact is, it doesn't exist. 
However, if you do go to our website, Adrian Berg, A-D-R-I-A-N-A-B-E-R-G.com, you go to contact Adrian. I will send you a free download and uh, you will also get one. If you go ahead and register on Eventbrite for our March 23rd uh, session, I call it a masterclass, Three Keys to Successful Aging, How to Live Joyfully and Fearlessly uh, as We Age. Now, all of this comes to you because, because we really are on a mission for everybody to have a terrific older age. And that means everybody. It's inclusive. One of the things we do is we take some of our proceeds, it goes to charity, and we do our best to promote really good causes. What's going on in the Ukraine right now has an immediate need. And that's why I have Cindy Cox Roman, the CEO of HelpAge USA, Susanna Flood, head of global communications. There is um, HelpAge is in Washington, D.C. They have a UK, uh, which is HelpAge International. Now, uh, during the break, Cindy uh, Cox-Roman said, you know what, I really want the people to know where the money goes. I really want them to know why they can have confidence uh, in what they give. So take it away. Let's hear about that, Cindy. Sure. We had, I may have mentioned before about the a survey that we had done, or maybe you quoted that 99% of people don't want to be evacuated from their right. homes. Um, mm-hmm. So for those older people, the survey also showed that an overwhelming amount 91% need food assistance, 91% say their electricity has been interrupted, 8 out of 10 lacks access to sufficient clean drinking water, 3 quarters need hygiene items, and 1 out of 3 urgently need medication for chronic illnesses. We're responding to all of that and more. We're working with our partners in Ukraine and in neighboring countries, Moldova, Poland, to provide emergency food and water kits, uh, medical and hygiene kits. Older people need diapers. They need thermal blankets. They need support in response to trauma. We are doing all of that. As long as it is safe to do so, staff and volunteers are delivering different items to people, who, older people who are housebound, have mobility issues, or fearful of leaving their homes. And uh, once again, in other countries, we are doing it through different centers. We have 80 refugee centers being set up in Moldova, serving 6,000 to 8,000 older people and their families. Um, I talked about the psychosocial support. So we're responding to these older people in very, very tangible ways. We're learning all the time what they need, what's important to them, and that is how we are addressing our response. In terms of um, what we call donor confidence, I can't stress the importance of this more, right? You have a, a, a country and in, in, in a population in complete crisis, and it is very important that people give to donate to organizations um, that do have the right mechanisms in place. I would add a few points to what Susanna said before. HelpAge is the go-to organization for UN funds and USAID funds to support older people. There are very strong compliance mechanisms in place to deliver humanitarian aids. And we have delivered responses in different conflict contrasts like Yemen, Syria, and South Sudan. And we have demonstrated our capabilities to do that. These are all the kinds of things that you want to look for in a um, organization that is providing support to older people and their families or to anyone, any populations in this area. There are so many people doing great things with GoFundMe sites and different things. Those are all great, but you really need to work with organizations that have those systems in place to deliver the aid um, uh, safely and, uh, and compliantly. Yes, and to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, during the Haitian crisis, I was able to work with a group who give direct food service 
uh, to Haiti because uh, in Rockland County, New York, is the largest Haitian population. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that there really was deflection and corruption and a lot of issues, they knew how to get around that. And not everybody else did, even the people with the greatest intentions. We're not talking about scam artists. We're talking about people with great intentions. But they really have to know the territory. And this is what's being said here. Um, so, so give from your heart, but also give from your head. Now, I want to go, go over to, to Susanna. The, set the stage again. One of my commitments as a volunteer is that I'm on a committee, a communications committee. Some of you know it because I've mentioned it. And that is the NGO on Aging United Nations. One of the things that we're trying to accomplish is to have a convention. Now, that doesn't mean a meeting. It means a treaty. It's kind of like an agreement uh, among nations for age equity or the human and other rights of older persons. And you would think, sure, who's not going to sign that? What's the big deal, right? Well, it's not signed. Let's put it that way. And HelpAge is one of the helpmates to get this done. So, Susanna, tell us a little bit about what's going on there. In what way, Adrian? Do you want me to tell the well, campaign? The that we're doing? Yeah, the campaign. Tell us a little bit about the campaign because one of the um, major countries that has not signed this happens to be the United States of America. And we're talking about people who vote right now as we speak. And they can tell their representatives, hey, this is important to us. We would like to see this happen and maybe move the needle. But explain what the campaign is now uh, as it's being waged. Sure. Well, we all know about prejudice and discrimination. It happens in all sectors of life and it happens to older people. You mentioned earlier ageism. Ageism is not acceptable and we have to stand up against it. It's part of what we are core of our belief at Help Age. And we believe a United Nations Convention on the Rights of Older People would help build a solid foundation that would enable us to stand up against age discrimination and would give older people protection in law, not just in theory. It's all very well us coming together and saying ageism is wrong, but we want to have the legal protection that would give people, ensure people's rights and they're not discriminated against just because of their age. And a United Nations Convention would bring nations together and would help us unify behind this. And it's a campaign we've been running. We we work with, as you say, other organizations um, to come together and support the call at the UN to create a fairer world for older people, a, a world where people know that their rights are protected, not just in theory, but in law. And a UN convention would give it that strength. And we want to do it with the voices of older people. We come together with the older people themselves who say why this will change their lives, why this will inspire them, why this will give them greater rights. And that's so important. Yes. And, you know, as I say, the U.S. has been quiet. Why has it been quiet? Within the U.N., within the United Nations, has been quiet uh, because of a feeling that we already have those rights and that we are signing an agreement that is unnecessary for our own people except that we are a global world. And when we have discrimination anywhere in the world against a particular group, it reverberates. There is no doubt that it reverberates. So it would be wonderful if we took a stand. And because we still are a very powerful nation, no matter what anybody says, uh, when we take a stand, it means something. It means a lot. It would. It really would. So what what we're trying to do is simply to educate our own people 
in the importance of this. And it, it comes through in so many ways. It comes through in economic security for older adults, the ability to work for older adults, the ability for everybody not just to have health care. We all feel that that's necessary. But wealth and health span care. In other words, to have the money to live all those extra years and also to have the access to age reversal mechanisms, not just health care, but prevention care. So it, it cuts extremely deep. And I'll end with one more pitch. Most of the people who need this convention are women, older women, because they still lack uh, all the funds and all the access to live a wonderful longer life. So if you get a chance, go take a look at the NGO on Aging website. Go take a look at HelpAge website, not just for the donations, but for the content of what we have there and how you can participate in many ways. And remember, uh, these are uh, these are non-governmental. It uh, doesn't matter what your party affiliation is. It's what the affiliation of your heart and your mind is. So I want to thank you both so much for being with us. And I'm going to give Cindy the last word. And the last word is the website to donate. Go ahead. Thank you. www.helpageusa.org. That's spelled H-E-L-P-A-G-E-U-S-A dot O-R-G. Thank you so much. And for the rest of you, get out there, kids, and make it happen. I need a program.